As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. First of all, thank y'all for listening to my show. Thank you guys for uh, supporting the show, uh, following the show on moneymakingconversation.com. That's the website you can go to if you um, are trying to find any of the past episodes or any of the episodes that you want to share with other people. I uh, really appreciate it. I can't get here without uh, you guys acknowledging and calling in and requesting certain guests that I reach out to and bring on the show so we can continue this road to success. The road to success is about tied to information, information that I want to give to everybody, and that's what Money Making Conversation Masterclass. It used to be called just Money Making Conversation. Then when I realized what I was doing and I was uh, mentoring people and providing information, I added Masterclass to it. So let's get this rolling with my first instructor of the uh, of this hour. My guest is a passion, she's very passionate about bringing people together. Kimberly's dedication to fostering community led her to create the HBCU social mobile app. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Kimberly Kissner. How you doing, Kimberly? I am great. I am fantastic. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, HBCU. We talk about HBCU. Give me your HBCU background so we can get all this all this out. We, we, we <laughs> HBCU one hundred percent. Okay, let's go. One hundred percent. I am the proud graduate of the illustrious Clark Atlanta University class of 1995 bachelors of mass media arts radio tv film so that is my hbcu history well why did you go to an hbcu what what, did you have other options or you just said this is the school i wanted to attend yeah great question so throughout my entire elementary school middle school and high school i went to predominantly white colleges Mm -hmm. in high school and schools and so i wanted to go to a college where everybody looked like me so I can't completely give that complete credit. I also have to give credit to school days as well as different world. And then my sister, she went to Hampton University, so I was able to go visit her at Hampton. So from there, I was like, oh, I, I have to go to the HBC. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you, we're talking about social, but before we get there, when you when you think about HBCUs, of course, you always think about halftime, the bands, the marching bands, and we think <laughs> about sports, especially football, and right. uh, and then. But we we tend to forget about the academics. I think when you when you're talking about what is an HBCU, we go to the marching bands, we go to the halftime show. Some right. people call it the fifth quarter 
of a football right. game. It's called a halftime show. I remember right. when ESPN, when they started airing uh, the HBCU games on uh, ESPN platform, they weren't showing the halftime. They would go to halftime highlights. And it was such right. a complaint that they now have to show the halftime on another channel because there's so many complaints for not seeing the halftime show at HBCU games. And that's how powerful these halftime show performances are with these marching bands. Do you feel we do enough job promoting the academics of HBCUs? No, I, I think there's always room for improvement. I think, yeah, I mean, that's part of the mystique of going to an HBC school is the homecoming games, the halftime shows. Uh, and that's always the entertainment portion of it all. But I think, yes, I think we can do a better job of letting the world know that we're not just a party school. It's just not party time. We're also about our books. Um, we have to remember that HBCUs have historically played a crucial role in providing access to higher education for African-American students. I mean, particularly during the time when you have segregation and discrimination barred us from attending the predominantly white institutions. So today, uh, attending the HBCU is very vital and crucial to our students because they're on these underrepresented backgrounds to pursue our higher education. I mean, you have some great programs in social work, STEM programs, you know, even in entertainment, mathematics, um, history, math, media, arts, radio, TV, film. And so there's a lot of um, great opportunities at HBCU schools. And then in, in some of these institutions, you have graduate programs. And so we, we can't we can't forget about that. So I think, yeah, I think we could do a better job of making sure that we talk about those areas as well. Well, Kimberly, I'm going to help you out with some numbers, some facts, okay? okay. Oh, you know, 50% of the black t- teachers come from HBCUs. Mm-hmm. 75% of the dentists and medical doctors come from HBCUs who are black. 40% of the members of Congress who are black mm-hmm. come from mm-hmm. HBCUs. 33% of the STEM graduates who are black come from HBCUs. These are numbers that, you know, the legal profession, same thing. Dominant amount of blacks who in that area come from HBCUs. And so, but if you don't tell that story, then the predominantly right. white institution, I guess, can take credit because nobody exactly. knows, right? Exactly. Exactly. You're absolutely right. And those numbers, like, yeah, that's that's great data, but who else knows about that? <laughs> yeah, reason, reason I bring that up because recently, the richest man in the world, Elon Musk, you know, was yes. talking about co-signing a, a claim that black students who attend HBCUs have low IQs. And that was right. all started about that Not United Airlines started this pilot program and yes. they had chose three HBCUs and they started looking at SAT scores and they started, you know, people tend to tie HBCUs to IQs. It's just a test because right. I, I, my my SAT score was so bad, it was ridiculous. I only got in college because I had good <laughs> academic training. I, I, I won't even reveal that score on this radio show. That's how bad it was, okay? So please don't tell me that, you know, SAT scores mean you're really smart. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm living right. proof that smartness drifted past that test score when it came to Rashawn McDonald, okay? Now, but, it, 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 but people use these test scores and use this propaganda, especially in social media, to bar opportunities of people who may be considering HBCUs. That's all I'm just talking about, fighting that negative, that the mantra that can be out there that is being politicized. And that's really the, the, the backbone of what you're doing with this app, correct? Yes, exactly. Correct. Background and inspiration. Why? 
So it, it really all came from having a conversation. That's why you don't underestimate the power of a conversation. Right. And I was having a conversation with a college, one of my best friends from college, and her daughter was attending an HBC school, and she was complaining about the lack of dating options at her school. And, you know, she and I were talking. We're like, you know what, wouldn't it be, I was like, wouldn't it be amazing if we had, like, some type of an app where students can connect with other students at other university, HBCU colleges and universities, not just for dating purposes, but also for networking, for sharing um, their work, if they're working on a project, but not just for students, but also for alums. And there's nothing out there like that. But more importantly, we also hear that from some of these corporations, oh, we can't seem to find a talent or we don't know where to look for them, you know. So now it's like, okay, this could also be a conduit for job listings, internships and events so we can tackle the whole HBCU community. So that's where the idea came from is that, you know, there isn't out anything out there like that. Yeah, we have Facebook. Yeah, we have Instagram. We have Twitter. So essentially those could be my competitors. But at the same time, it's not really tailored to just the HBCU community. This is for us by us. Stealing FUBU's line, but that's basically what it is. Now, Kimberly, this is money-making conversations that you called in on, okay? Yeah. Now, yeah. HBCUs, that's a community. Then you have mm-hmm. predominantly white institutions. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems to me in a money-making conversation that it can be expansive if you decide to just go <laughs> universal. So why did you strictly focus on the HBCU conversation? I'm talking from a money-making conversation. Money-making standpoint. Listen, I hear you. I think that, yeah, I when I pitched this idea to certain uh, investors and different people, it was brought to my attention, even from a, a black person. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. This is a great idea. I think it can make a lot of money, but I feel like you can make more money if you expand it to the white community. And my question was, which is why I tell people, you know, don't give up on your passion and your dream and what you know within your heart to do. And yeah, I could have done it, but I'm not just in this for the money. Um, but just like I can make money opening up to predominantly whites, I can also make money within our own community. We keep forgetting we can tap into our own community. But again, what is your motivation? My motivation was not necessarily to just make money. My motivation was to bring the community together, to give opportunity for networking experiences across all the HBCU schools, as well as all the different alums, as well as corporations now don't, won't have excuse that they can't tap into our network because now there's going to be a conduit for them to tap into. And yeah, if I can make some money off of that at the same time, of course I want to do that, but that's not my sole motivation. So no, I don't want to open up to them because they already have it. Facebook, Instagram, all of those were made by white men. This is something that was designed by an African-American woman who attended an HBCU school. And I, this is for us, by us, as I said earlier. Cool. Uh, I'm talking to Kimberly Kistner. Uh, she's built out an HBCU social mobile app. Let me, let me ask you this. So this is technology. You know, apps are huge. Uh, yeah. I noticed that uh, my podcast, 95% of the people use their cell phone. Nobody goes to their desktop to listen to my podcast. That's generally, and that's why such a younger group of people uh, use the mobile apps because everybody's really living their lives through their cell phones. So are you targeting the parents? Are you trying to reach the parents? Or are you trying to reach the young people? What's your audience? So, so the audience is the entire HBCU community. So that's alums, that's 
that's undergrads, that's Divine Nine members, that's HBCU supporters like yourself. It's basically our entire community. Um, when you get down into uh, internships or events or jobs listings and things of that nature, they may be specific to like internships or for the undergrads. Right. You want to go ahead. And there could be different types of events that are going to be tailored to the collegiate community. So anything that affects us, that's what's going to be in the app. So it's for everyone. We didn't just want to just make it to the for the young folks, because here's the thing. Now, again, we also this is money making conversation. So, right. of course, I designed this app. So total motivation was not money, but I do want to make some money off of it. Young people, uh, they're going to pay, but maybe they won't. But we know that older people are going to have no problem paying, right? Usually mm-hmm. young folks may have to ask permission, hey, can I pay a dollar ninety nine? You know? Right. So, you know, not saying they won't do it because they pay for everything else, but you got to open it up a little bit wider within that within that field of people so that you can make money so that you continue building out the app and making it better. Well, it really is really about, this. can we break down, because when you sit around thinking about the things that you're trying to do with the app, like you say, originally thought, the dating side. No parent's going to pay for a dating app for their right. child. Well, no, nah, you know, the academic opportunities, the uh, yeah. job opportunities, the intern opportunities, internship opportunities. Parents will look at that because that's all we're trying to do. You know, all I try to do for my daughter is giving her a leg up. And I, I feel yeah. when you when the whole creation of this is that there are bills to be paid. Let's go. Nobody can just dump an app. OK, you can say what right. you want. You know, they, they said social media is free. You know, but then they still want you to boost ad, boost ads and boost posts, right. you know, to right. you know, to to further your reach within our exactly. world. You know, so there are there are always gimmicks and I shouldn't even call them gimmicks It's marketing strategy. You, you can right. either come online here and I'm going to let you sign up for free. But if you really want to reach people, it's going to cost you five dollars, maybe fifty dollars. Right. And or a hundred dollars, depending on how many people you're trying to reach. So everybody has a strategy. Your strategy up front is that it allows you to come on and 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 meet these these relationships, whether they're job opportunities or internship opportunities. How did you how did you find the internship or the job opportunity that you are making available on your app? Yeah, good question. So right now everyone. It's a, a one-woman show over here at HBCU Social. Right. <laughs> uh, you need my help. You need my help, Kimberly. <laughs> I, I help you, I girl. And so the app just got dropped in October. Okay. Um, this has been labor of love for two years. And as you mentioned earlier, you know, apps are expensive. And basically, I put in a lot of my sweat and tears and my own money. Sweat equity. Um, sweat apps. equity. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, sweat equity. And also had the benefit and, and just the blessing of having someone who really believed in me and gave me a lot of the money to actually fund the app, My you know, get the app done myself. Because I'm not a techie, so I had to hire an app development company mm-hmm. to help build. I came up with the concept and the idea, but I don't know how to code. And so, um, and I wanted the app done to be the right way. So going back to your question about where do I find the job listings, the internships and events? One, I'm very well connected with different people in various industries. I also get, I have friends who help me out, send me information from LinkedIn. I'm very active on social media. So some of the different sites I see on Instagram and Facebook, Mm -hmm. you know, that I go get it. I'm also connected with other um, partnerships with other organizations and I pull from there or, or whatever. So I just try to find it wherever I can until I'm in a position where I can get some additional help. Um, and so that's, that's what I do. I try to make sure I'm in tuned to what is going on, the pulse of what's going on and what internships are out there. Cool. When we come back, we're going to listen to how we can help out Kimberly. 
because she's that raising her be- head on Money Making <laughs> Conversations Masterclass. It's about the community. And also people outside of HBCU community can, community can also help. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. About this app, you know, basically uh, an HBCU indeed. Basically, what she's trying to offer from an employment standpoint. Be right back for more Money Making Conversation Masterclass. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Uh, Kimberly, as we uh, just letting everybody know, the app really connects students, alumni, faculty, Divine Nine members, which I'm a, I'm, I'm a member of Omega Psi Five fraternity, so you connected okay. me, and supporters yeah. through a purpose a purposeful and engaging mobile app. When you say engaging, what does that mean? When you say I got purposeful, but what does engaging mean? Yeah, so engaging is you have to keep it relevant and interesting for people to want to stay in the app, to share the app, to want to use it. And right now, you have to do it in phases, right? Because as we said earlier, you know, it costs money to build out an app. Mm-hmm. So the first phase was to get people in there to create their profile, 
Um, they create their profile. They can choose how, what kind of connection they want to have. If they want to friendship, social networking, um, they want to uh, professional engagement. They can put that there as well. You put where you live. You know, there's even a place for you to say if you're just an HBC supporter, HBC supporter. So everybody can put in what they're looking for and what basically describes them. And in addition to that, you have a chat feature. So you can chat with the people that you make connections <laughs> with. Even with the uh, chat feature, you can filter, like let's say you have 50 friends and you're like, you know what, I just want to know who all is going to be in Indianapolis this weekend, who's from Indianapolis. So I'll filter everybody that's from Indianapolis. You can filter people that you know. And then so right now that's the most engaging part. People can engage with each other. And then through having the different events and job listings and job postings, you know, that's keeping it fresh for them. So I try to make sure it's fresh. We are going to be adding two different phases to that. So the next phase is going to be very similar to what you can do on Facebook. You're going to be able to say, you know, basically, what is, how's your day or what are you thinking? Um, you're going to be able to actually post something. You're going to be able to, if you want to post your own events or what's happening, so it's not just me or my future staff, you can post an event or something that you have going on as well, and I'll prove it. You can post it inside the app. You can add video and all of that. Additionally, we're going to be adding forums. So there might be some some forums that are questions on our mind, like, hey, what did you guys think of the Super Bowl? Did you like Usher's uh, performance? You know, you can actually have forums. So we're going to make it to the point where it is very, I would say, similar to Facebook in terms of being able to interact a lot more. But right now, it's just the first stage of getting a profile created. You're going to be able to, to look at all the different people that are in there. You can request to be friends and connect with them. You can filter and you can chat with them. And so that's how we got it. We got to keep it fresh. That's why I'm continuously trying to add different functionality quicker, quickly, so that it can be exactly where I want it to be. Wow. I guess I got a quick text. You know, or someone asked me, what is Divine Nine? Divine, I'm a member of Mega <laughs> Sci-Fi Fraternity. And so are you a member of sorority, Kimberly? Uh, no, but my parents are. <laughs> okay, cool. Delta Sigma Theta, Alpha Kappa Alpha, Omega Psi Phi, Kappa Alpha Psi, Alpha Phi Alpha. Those are organizations, black organizations that are a member of the Divine divine Nine. So I wanted to make sure. Sometimes we get to talking and just looped into our own conversation. A lot of people enjoying the show don't know what we're talking about. So exactly. I want to take time to really you know, put the word out about, you know, it's, it's an organization uh, Omega Psi Phi changed my life. You know, because of the fact it put me in a position, it, it gave me a, a group of young men that had the same similar thought and uh, focused me. And I was wandering around in college and and I four and a half years. I didn't I graduated in seven years. So four and a half years I was wandering around. I pledged in two and a half years I graduated because I got focused. So I, I look at these things that you're bringing people in that can help people become focused, can help people see the light in this case, uh, socially, academically and um, professionally. That's important. But I, what, what I noted the most is this is a pretty complicated app that you are developing. How did you start with the idea? And a lot of people had to tell you, girl, you've lost your mind. Oh, man. Listen, a lot of people were like, well, first, I thought I lost my mind. I was like, um, first of all, how much is it going to cost? I don't have $50,000 to start an app. What am I, where am I going to get that from? Mm -hmm. um, but it was, for me, I 
am very uh, spiritual and I have a very great relationship with God. And, and God gave me that idea. And he was like, girl, you have been wanting to. Um, I'm very entrepreneurial spirit. And I'm, I've had a podcast, a, a video podcast. I've had my own show. I've written two books. Like, So I'm always trying to come up with something. And so I wanted to come up with something that really tackled an issue that can make money in my sleep. And so when this idea came about through the conversation, I was like, forget it. I can't do this. And God was like, what are you talking about? Yes, you can. And so immediately I did benchmarking. I did research. So I looked at Facebook. I looked at dating apps because I kind of wanted that swipe feature, but not really a swipe feature. Um, we have like a skip feature, <laughs> a swipe feature. So I looked at the different apps that were very similar to what I wanted to do and kind of said, okay, if LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter all came together, what would that look like? And so that's what I came up with. So I came up with um, a pitch to the app development team. And they really loved it. One of the reasons why they loved the idea, because they said it's not just like a dating app. It's more to it than that. And so from there, I just kept kept coming up with ideas and how I wanted it to be designed. And they made it happen. Um, and yeah, it took it took some money. And um, but I'm very glad that I, I took the risk. And the other thing is, you know, this is money making conversations. You got to give yourself time and give yourself grace. It's not going to happen overnight. The other thing is, the adoption rate might be slow at first because people aren't sure. Like, oh, I don't know. And when it first launched, oh, we had um, a, some glitches, which is technology. Right. And you have to work through the glitches. I mean, because I didn't have a support team, I have to handle like, hey, well, let me call you. Let me show you how to work this out. Okay, it's probably right. <laughs> right. You know, I'm handling all of that. But at the end of the day, we got all the glitches done. And so now we're on the next level. And, and we just want to keep making it better because, again, there's somebody else out there that's probably on my tail, like, okay, I can do it and I can do it even better. And that's fine because there's enough out there for everyone. You have McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, they all got hamburgers, but everybody's different. So there's enough out there. So that's why you have to stay on top of things. And you have to be fresh and you have to ask them, okay, what else do you want to see in this app? And that's why I ask those questions and that's why I'm making some additional functionality improvements. Cool. You know, the, uh, okay, now you have Android. That's the number one platform out there. And then you have uh, Apple. Uh, is the app available on those platforms? Yes, it is. Now, yes, what did it, did it get on? Did you put it on Apple first or Android first? Or you, or you launched them simultaneously? They did it simultaneously. Awesome. And now, now in the whole process of that, what was the one glitch that really made you mad that you said, why does this keep messing up that you eventually got fixed, of course, but you didn't see it happening? Because in it, when you lay out these great plans, you know, you think they're mm -hmm. just going to happen correctly, but you overcame right. it. Because I want people to hear these things, not not be frustrated by the process, not let a glitch or, or something that didn't go according to plan to run you down the lane. But I quit. This is not ever right. going to work because I know you had those moments, you know, and who yeah. do you turn to when you have those moments, Kimberly? Yeah. So I, I would say there were a couple of glitches that were frustrating. The biggest one was the filtering option because that was one of the main things with it was filtering. Like I would filter and I wouldn't get back what I filtered. I didn't understand it. And so luckily the app company actually is in Atlanta. So like I would write down all of the different glitches that I would found, I would do research, I would try to figure it out. And then I would go into the office and sit down with the actual developers and we would go through step by step and we'd work it out. And so, yeah, at, there were times where I'm like, I paid this amount of money, like this should be working. Like, I don't understand, like you've had, you know, but you can't get mad because it's technology and it's new technology. And so 
meaning new technology to the system. So you have to give it time, but you got to stay on it. They, they really were, you know, really kind of like impressed with me because they're like, you know how many people like that we've built apps for that don't come in and sit down with us or either they just let like a whole year go by and they don't make any updates. They don't even think about it. And I'm like, well, that's not going to be me because I put my blood, sweat and tears in this and money. And so I'm going to see it through. And so when I would get frustrated, I, I remember calling my mom, like, I just don't understand what's happening. You know, and she was like, tell me about different inventors and people that it didn't take, you know, it took more than one time for things to happen. You have to give it time. And really this just helps me tell the story. It's part of my testimony. And so, you know, I know that God gave me this and I know he didn't say, okay, I'm going to give you this and it's going to be smooth sailing. He gave it to me, but everything's worked the way it's supposed to work, but it hasn't always been smooth, but it doesn't mean it's not going to work. Like right now, I think my first payment, because when you go into the app, it's only, uh, it's free for 30 days and then it's a dollar 99 every month. And then of course, when you get paid, it's like a month behind or whatever. Right. So I think mm. I got my first payment of like $10 the other day. <laughs> and I started laughing, but I also was like, you know what? That's okay. Cause today is $10. Tomorrow's going to be a, you know, a hundred. Then it's going to be a thousand. It's going to be 10,000. And so you just have to laugh at that, but also understand that it's coming. Right. And if it wasn't supposed to happen, it wouldn't happen. Well, I, I appreciate the honesty because a lot of people don't understand that, you know, people start businesses and they think that I'm opening this donut shop and right. they think there's going to be a line of people out the door. And that's not always right. the case. I remember when I opened my comedy club, I opened it and it was like 15 people in the audience. And I had to, right. I had to, and I, I ran commercials on the radio. I put out flyers, drop all the local barbershops, 15 people on opening night. And then I realized that this is a process, a marketing process. I got to stay yeah. at it. I got to believe in it. And I started creating different plan of plans of action. And mm-hmm. and I started creating specialty nights. I'm just talking about that's what I had to do. You know, I started creating an amateur night on Thursday, which became the most popular night in my comedy club. And so when I let when I allow individuals like you, Kimberly, to come on my show and honestly talk to people, you know, we all want to be millionaires. We all want to be Elon Musk. But Elon Musk had some rough times getting started too. That electric right. car didn't just jump off the page. There was states right. didn't want his electric cars at one point. Texas named one of them. See, they had never have an electric car in the state of Texas. Now they got more electric cars than anybody because of the fact that times change. And so times change and people people have to deal with the changes. And so you're dealing with a community now, and we're talking about HBCU community and tapping into the mobility, the uh the apps that are popular and people could at the mm-hmm. click of a button you can just tap into the hbcu community that's awesome yeah thank you thank you cool okay kimberly as we wrap up the call any way we can um reach you or any um other than going to the android and the apple formats <laughs> we good yeah you can go to i have a website it's hbcusocial.net you can also follow me on Instagram, the real HBCU social. And then you can also follow me on Instagram. I think I'm Kim Kimberly Kiss or Kim Kim B Kiss. But really go to the real HBCU social. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you about to confuse me. You about to confuse me. HBCU social mobile app. Kimberly Kissner. <laughs> hey, thank you for coming yeah. on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's a financial day. Don't go nowhere. We have your best financial life. Save smart now for the future you want. Her name is Ann Lester. Don't go nowhere. She has a lot to say. 
to young people and people like me that we can still save money and live a great life. And Lester is coming right up. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.